Oh, hey, we're back on 1027 ESPN Radio. Folks, you are not alone and neither are we. I got Jack. I'm Sawyer. We're here to talk a, a very unfortunate situation in uh, the bowl game down in Houston yesterday between the Texas Fighting Aggies and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, number 20, Oklahoma State, handled business in that game, uh, getting the victory. It was a pretty one-sided first half for them, but after all, the Aggies Ags do. made it a game. Ags did make it a game. And I, after... I'm. You know, to bounce back and kind of answer the call after your quarterback goes down on the very first play of the game, the first play of the game, that is a uh, tough way to start out. But, I mean, a 31-23 loss to uh, a team that was one of the hottest teams in the Big 12. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing to be too terribly upset about. Yeah, I mean, that was a I mean brutal injury to start the game. Texas A&M already fighting a major uphill battle there. Oh, I mean, at the very least, Oklahoma State had uh, had starters in. They had Alan Bowman, their starting quarterback. Ollie Gordon, Doak Walker winner, had a very good game. Uh, 27 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Also, eh, four yards in the air. Not much to talk of there, but A&M, um, you let the coach's kid score. Yeah. The coach's kid, uh, who I believe is hitting the transfer portal, uh, he got into the end zone in the bowl game uh, in the Texas Bowl. 31-23, uh, your final score. A&M finishes the season at 7-6. and 10-win mm-hmm. season for Gundy and the boys uh, in Oklahoma State. Really not what you thought was going to happen for them uh, with the start of their season, losing that game big time to big South time. Alabama, who's not terrible. Is Major Applewhite still the OC at South Alabama? I'm pretty sure he's I on that staff. So. Hey, my Texas State Bobcats, better record than the Texas A&M Fine Aggies. I mean, couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. We win our bowl games. One of the San Marcos. Top five team in the state. Yeah, said. put us there. Put us there. Football but, school now. Football school. Everything's cool. Uh, but A&M, you, you were fighting an uphill battle. You were already on your third string quarterback in uh, Jalen Henderson. Marcel Reed, great game, though. 20 for 33, mm-hmm. 361 yards, only one interception. That's, that's nothing. Th- 29 on the ground in a score, too. So maybe you got something out of that kid coming next year. I uh, think you also don't have a coach, you know? I yeah, it'll go. Real uphill battle. Jalen Henderson, uh, I think he started the last three games. I think he came in for relief um, for Max Johnson. Great name uh, for the last three and a half a real games. real name. Yeah, for Jalen Henderson. I think he's a Flor- uh, Fresno State transfer. Shout out to Paul George. Uh, but Marcel Reed coming in, your fourth-string quarterback. Not bad. Um, I, you're waiting for Connor Wegman to come back. You're waiting for Elko. But, but with A&M, I think they only had 50, 55 max uh, scholarship players suited up for that game. Uh, you lost one of them on the first play. First play. Was a completion, was a first down. Mm. So, hey, some stats. Something, something to write home about. A perfect uh, completion percentage for, for Henderson, but just really tough. I mean, just not how you want to start a bowl game. Really sucks all the energy out of the building one. Yeah. You have a, a, Takes the crowd out. It's a real bummer, too. And you, I mean, it's college football. You don't root for yeah, energy, you know, injuries at any level, and you certainly don't root for it when it's kids playing in, a, in an exhibition bowl yeah. game. So, hey, at least one a long drive home. Nah, there you go. <laughs> Back to college. They, that, they were pulling. You know, players no one, off the Blinn no roster. Most of the people night. that go to College Station, I'd imagine that they went home to Houston. That's kind of mm-hmm. I don't know. I was growing up in Houston. That's kind of how the, the the cycle went. Is you went to a a Houston or a KDISD school. You got Blinn teamed. You went to A and M. You found your Aggie husband or wife, and then you went back to Houston to work in oil and gas and repeat the cycle of sending people to that cult. Yeah, the Aggie ring. Yeah. Ugh. Who cares? They drink warm it's flat beer. Warm flat beer. What a tradition. <laughs> To say say more on, uh, tell me more of your Aggie thoughts here. Well, I think they got a pretty flat offense. 
<laughs> that's a good that's a good transition. That's a sports radio transition if I've ever heard one. Hey, I'm learning. <laughs> All right, but but AM, fifty five scholarship players, three scholarship receivers suiting out for that game. Just decimated by injury, by the portal. It's a you weird know, situation in, in Aggie land. One of the most highly touted defensive lines, you know, they were talking about that's one of the problems that you see with Alabama and Georgia is that Texas A&M is vulturing all these incredible five-star talents on Louisiana. And, and then you let Ollie Gordon go off for 118 yards. Couldn't be Texas. Really, couldn't be Texas. Uh, and and I did want to come on as I was watching the last game and give A&M a really hard time. Oh, he couldn't beat Oklahoma State. Oh, he couldn't. But... You're just so decimated, and now you're bringing in a new coach. A transition uh, recruiting class yeah, is always going to be weird. Turn it over. Look at Texas. Uh, that first year, very late in the season, we we fired Tom Herman like at the last possible second. Yeah, hired Steve Sarkeesian, and Steve Sarkeesian, right at the end, was able to flip Xavier Worthy from Michigan. Uh-huh. And man, that is that that sets the 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 tone for the rest of the the Steve Sarkeesian era with. Xavier Worthy coming in as a freshman, mm-hmm. the monster freshman season that he had. I believe he was a freshman All-American. Uh, but that was the only recruit that Steve brought in yeah, for his first, because that was the rest of them were Herman's guys. Herman's recruits, and a lot of guys decommitted. A uh, few of them came and stayed. What a what a bummer Herman was. We thought that was the future with what he was doing at U of H, but it turns out Conference USA, very different. Yeah. Very different. Tom Herman, I believe, is coaching FAU? at FAU. He had Casey Thompson uh, as his quarterback, his, uh. his guy. <laughs> but A&M, you're, you're ranked, I believe, 17th, according to 24-7 Sports. That's the, the one people, I feel like, look at the most. I'm not sure if that accounts for your transfer portal rankings. They're, they're attacking the portal pretty well, getting some guys at a position of need. Obviously, a portal season not over. They have a few wide receivers, I think a couple offensive linemen and linebackers. So A&M, it's an uphill battle. You're definitely not where you want to be with your biggest rival that you've been trying to escape for a decade and now we're coming in with and the probably other a season bully. quarterback and a great recruiting class. So for Texas A&M, for a while there you were you were on top of the world. I was I really I conceded that Texas A&M was a, in a better position mm-hmm. than Texas football was uh, right there at the end of the 2021 season uh, going into that amazing recruiting class that A&M had that just just has completely fallen apart. Half yeah. the guys are, aren't there and the other half just are transferring, transferring out now. Yeah. Winning programs. Uh, and, I mean, the the good thing, the one thing that the Aggies have going for them is deep, deep, deep pockets. I mm-hmm. mean, if this doesn't work out with Alco, who cares? Throw millions and millions of dollars at another coach. That'll ideally turn it around. I wanted him to get Dabo. I could have hated that so much. It would have been fun. But Moose Muhammad put, put together a couple highlights, had one of the best catches of the season in that mm-hmm. game. But not, not, not a lot to talk about. Again, it's a bowl game. I feel like we have really devalued... Uh, the bowl game slate and just um, what it means in general. I, I feel like the bowl game used to be kind of a fun way to end your season. Maybe go out on a positive note now, if you yeah. were a seven eight win team. And now it's getting to the point. What's the point? Because the the senior bowl used to be kind of boring, but now I think there's way more, more value in the senior bowl than there is in a lot of these bowl games that we see teams playing in. Yeah, and with the bowl game now, I, I for the last few years I have looked at it as a let's see what we got next year. Because uh, I remember in that Colorado Bowl game for Texas, Sam Ellinger went down in a weird whimper to end yeah. his Texas career. Casey Thompson came in, played really well. Mm-hmm. You looked at the future, you were like, "All right, we oh, got maybe. we got something." We've this, seen this before, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and then this bowl uh, against Washington wasn't wasn't the most fun. But you saw, oh, here's what we have in uh, Jonathan Brooks, maybe or, yes. or Jaden Blue, and we yeah. saw Jonathan Brooks put together a Doak Walker 
caliber season probably would have won the award had he not, not gone hurt. down with that was a beautiful injury. beautiful gesture to let him suit up oh, for that, the big 12 i almost I, cried I, i'm here for that i mean good on him to be able to with that knee injury and the surgery put the pants back put the on, pants though. on get back out onto the field so that i mean great gesture from from sark absolutely staff too. yeah and i don't know if you saw uh, you know how they when they have a press conference they put the two helmets up yeah for the bowl game they're they're using a helmet that says two four on the back oh, i love that so they're really making jonathan brooks uh i mean you got to feel the love if you're JB. Yeah. From the fans, uh, from your, your your teammates, from the staff, the commitment. And uh, I know an ACL injury, that's me- the timeline on these on surgeries and medicine is, is so crazy now, but he will probably miss the first few weeks of the season, few I would weeks, imagine. I would say so. Because he got hurt. He went down very late in the season. Week, week, uh, week eight or nine. So, But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas uh, t- takes some losses to the portal in the running back room. I think Jaden Blue showed his stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Savion Red takes off. Uh, Trey Wisner, really, really good uh, at the end of that Tech game. Really good special mm-hmm. teamer. Was a monster in that state title game for DeSoto last year. Uh, put put up a way better stat line than his five-star teammate, Jonte Cook. But that's one of the things I noticed about this Texas team when I went to the BYU game is that our backup running backs, I think I brought it up when we were talking Heisman talk earlier this year and uh, National Signing Day. Is sneaky running back university. I, I know. We I've been saying We crank them out. And unfortunately, when one, if one guy goes down, we got two right behind him that might be just as good. Since Deontay Foreman, Texas really hasn't had... A we've bad, had thin running back rooms. Yeah. Because uh, I know we had to move shortly after that. Uh, Deontay won a Doke Walker in 2016, so skipping ahead a little bit. They got that transfer from Cal Trey Watson, who was pretty good on that Sugar Bowl team. You had yeah. uh, Roshan who was a quarterback, a dual-threat quarterback, quarterback. mostly an option, an option quarterback in high school, but he full-time converted to running right back. back. Uh, you had Keontae Ingram, who uh, had just had some mental... Error? Yeah, no, he just you know, he was one of those guys that uh, he would make a mistake and it would clearly just haunt him for a yeah, while. for a while. He's still uh, playing in the league. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to follow up with that. Uh, he transferred to UFC, uh, U- UFC, USC. USC, and uh, ended up... Getting to the NFL, he's uh, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's pretty. He's been sem- somewhat productive yeah, at the very least. A big pickup on the season when uh, James Conner went down. There you for go. A lot of people. So yeah, he's. I mean, carving out a role in himself for the NFL. So we had Keontae Ingram. Uh, now we have Sean Robinson, obviously mm-hmm. the top ten pick. Uh, Roshan Johnson, third round pick. Now we have Jonathan Brooks, who was probably going to be one of the top running backs taken had he not been hurt. Yep. Uh, Jaden Blue Jayden was Blue's great. Going to be the top running back in his class until he decided to sit out his senior year. Uh, so maybe, maybe a very good decision for him. C.J. Baxter, a five-star. C.J. Baxter is And now great. the recruiting class is, is coming in stronger. And, and Trey Wisner, who was maybe an afterthought. He was a, a, a three-star recruit, I believe, coming in out of DeSoto. Huge state title game. Really good special teamer. He's, he's one of those guys that gets down there and he's going to tackle guys before they get to the 25. Uh, ran hard uh, when he got in against Texas Tech, got into the end zone, taking handoffs from... Baby Archibald. Baby Arch. That laser cannon of an arm. He'll take a receiver's hands off. He'll hit him right in the hands, but I mean, yeah. goodness. And everyone says the most athletic, more athletic than his brothers. Cooper was the most athletic until I've he had seen, that heart condition. I've seen, uh, I've seen Peyton on a couple of bootlegs there. I don't, I don't know if the bar was that He's high. running with weights. Yeah. Remember that Bronco? Uh, it was Cowboys-Broncos in a shootout between Romo and uh, Manning. Manning takes a bootleg at the goal line. Amazing play, actually, like fake. And it, it, it's the slowest I've ever seen a man run two yards, I think. But still got in the end zone. <laughs> man. 
you get cut or you get benched if you get cooked on a, a play action fake from Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning where he bootlegs it and takes it on himself. The entire side of the field has to be completely naked. Yeah. I mean a safety could, was. a safety could close thirty yards before Peyton Manning can get what, five? Well, the good thing about him is that head's so big, it crosses an extra yard if he leans forward. I'm a big head haver, so Peyton Manning, I really do appreciate um, what he did. He was for all people forehead. like me. Eli's yes. more wide. Yes, that is true. Uh, and Eli has dumb face. Yeah, which good on the Giants going from dumb face to dumb face with Danny Dimes. Oh, Danny Dimes. And now you have Italian Jesus and Tommy. No, DeVito. he's toast. I think we don't no, see DeVito done. ever again. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. <laughs> give me, uh, give me uh, Tarod. Rats. Uh, give me Tarod forever. Yeah. But, yeah, th- thankful for Peyton Manning for the representation for the big forehead and the big head community mm-hmm. in general. Uh, I always love seeing him take his helmet off and seeing that big red streak right across yeah, his Yeah, right forehead. on it. Him and Jeff Saturday, head coach Jeff Saturday. Head coach? Winning, won his first game? Head All coach right. Jeff Saturday. Up against the break. <laughs> we got to take a break. Uh, Come back, maybe a little a Hall day. of Fame talk? A little Hall of Fame talk, a little more Peyton Manning forehead talk. Uh-huh. We'll be back right after this on 1027 ESPN. You're listening to 102.7 ESPN. My name is Jack Farrell. You're Sawyer Stull. Yes, sir. Government names. Government names. It's Thursday. Dr. Hot Dog online if you're looking. <laughs> and you know what that means. Thursday trash football. Thursday night trash football. The company that's taking over our lives, that's taking over planet Earth, has dipped their toes into the realm of America's greatest sport. Mm-hmm. Football. Yeah, they're giving us prime, prime time football. And the Thursday night slate's been rough all year. They really banked on Denver being good and Aaron Rodgers being uh, playing. Putting a lot of money in that. There was a lot of Jets games on in Pride Time. A lot of Giants games. A on lot of Giants. Too. I don't know why well, we did that. The Giants gave us a little f- glimmer last season. We did thought. anyone believe that? Did anyone really believe that contract year Daniel Jones is who we were going to get for the rest I of Daniel Jones' I did until career? we saw that offseason. They had one of the most abysmal offseasons. You shouldn't have. You should have just franchise tagged Danny. And giving Saquon a little bit of money. Remember when he fell down? That's all I think about when I <laughs> when he trips on the long run. Yeah, he's home free and just beefs it. I want to take a look. At, uh, I I want to say we had at least one. I will give us there was one good Thursday night football game this season. I want. I feel it in my bones. There were we a few had, good games, but they're shockers, all bad matches. That's for sure. Uh, that uh, the pleasant surprise out of New England and. Uh, the Steelers. Everyone thought the the Steelers were going to absolutely roll them, and then Bailey zap zap zappy uh, had something to do about that. But uh, yeah, tonight we're getting uh, the Jets and uh, the Browns. The Browns playing better than you would expect for going through four quarter packs on the season. Although you know what can you say about a team that does start a USFL MVP? Um, but it has been pretty pretty abysmal this season for these Thursday night football games. I mean, you start out, you get the uh, the, the the Vikings against the uh, Eagles there. There's a bit of a high-scoring affair. And then the downfall of Danny Dimes, I think we see, in that 12-30 to beatdown in San Francisco. Uh, was he playing when... No, week one was the downfall when they lost 1,000 or nothing to the Cowboys. Yeah, it was, it was but bad that was always going to be the case. Yeah. The, the Cowboys own the Giants. Um... I will say a shocker was when we rode off Justin Fields and he came out and stunned uh, the Commanders. Uh, great game. DJ Moore, career day. Man, I'm go- I can't believe we gave the Steelers so many of these games, too. What were Premier we brand. Th- what were we thinking? It's like oh, how yeah. the Lakers, uh, even when they're bad, they're on... The best one was Week the 13 with our Cowboys. A 35-41 win over the Seahawks. 
Uh, we did have a good comeback from Dak in that game. Very impressive win. Um, but yeah, we got we got Jets tonight. Uh, we're hoping we get some callers in to talk about the Jets, maybe or the Browns. If you have any affiliations to this team, what would have drawn you to these franchises? Well, we got Christian on the line. Uh, on is this line. one of our sob stories about the Jets? We'll go to Christian well, right out, here Christian. on one zero two seven. Christian, you're on the air. What's going on, buddy? Oh man, just uh, waiting waiting until tonight rolls around so we can see Gang Green take it in Cleveland. Really? Oh, Jets fan, we have this. Uh, is this uh, is this Christian Carlson, uh, number one it Jets is. fan? <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say uh, number one out there. Fireman Ed, a couple other people might have beef with that, but. Maybe in the Austin, Texas area, Austin, uh, I, I could claim that crown. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for it. Dear God, why? <laughs> Was it Sanchez? Was it Chad P? Yeah, what brought you on the Jets? Old man Ladanian Tomlinson? It was it was that blue-collar, hard-spirited, hard as the fans at MetLife. Oh. It was... It was it was, <laughs> the draw, it was the draw of knowing that I wasn't having to cheer for the Cowboys or the Texans. And uh, and that I could just find someone else where they would welcome me with open arms. Let me, so let this me was you. a spite pick. Did people in your family pressure you to be a Texas team fan? And you were like, no, no, no. 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 Chad Pennington's <laughs> my guy. Yeah, I, I mean, all my friends said that it was their team's year all my life, and I didn't really want to have to pick up that burden and carry that hope with me. So uh, that's that a good tough, point. It's never tough. your year. And, Jack, let me tell you, Christian Carlson here, one of the most blue-collar men I've ever met in my life. His whole family, <laughs> blue-collar through and through. Uh, now, I do happen to know, Christian, you were at the Jets-Commanders game. Jets, Jets had a great lead. Uh, in that game, and then kind of let the Commanders and Jacoby Brisket sneak back into that one. What did you see in that uh, Jets-Commanders game that makes you think that uh, these Jets could beat these white-hot in their white, all-white Cleveland Brown uniforms? The Brownies. Yep. Let me let me tell you something. First off, so, you know, people, people are quick to say that the Browns picked Joe Flacco up off the street. Um, but who kicked him to the curb? I'll tell you right now, it was the New York Jets. And yep. as, as elite that he's been playing, um, I'd say that we have his number, his, his cell phone number, his house number. We got all his numbers locked in. Yeah. Um, and so that, that gives me a little bit of hope. Um, and, you know, when, when it comes down to it, there's some pretty elite defenses going on um, to, to suffice for that elite quarterback play. Um, and I think I think it's pretty much two immovable objects are going to just you know come out of pause and kind of stare at each other in the parking lot for a little bit, and it'll finish thirteen to seven, and we're hoping that the Jets pick that one up. Thirteen seven, I do like that as a fan of the under thirty three and a half. Yeah, and and the the point differential I think is at uh, seven, and, seven a and a half for uh, yeah. I I think the Jets cover that one too. I. The, the Amari Cooper um, unguardable uh, comments over this last week, I think that has, has some people's egos a little bit pricked up. And um, Will he get lost know, in the whether, sauce? I, I think, well, it depends, right? So they, they have sauce covering one side of the field, um, and they kind of have him locking down that island. We can't forget about DJ Reed on the other side. No, we we can't forget about Jordan Whitehead. The, the, the thing is, and I try to press this point to – to all my friends, you know, like the New York Jets might have it, might not be the hottest girl on the street, but God, their personality is great, and we can't let that go <laughs> down the drain. So let's not forget about that secondary that that I think has been a little unsung hero so far. 
I get you. Where do you stand on the issue of Aaron Rodgers? How can does I, it? Yeah. Can I break in on yeah, that? Yeah, go question? ahead. Go How ahead. did you feel about Aaron Rodgers in August? Oh, um, I. You know, y'all know the answer to that one already. I think the the best answer I can give here is. How did my friends who have never said a single positive thing about the Jets feel about Aaron Rodgers in August? And I had several people tell me that the Jets were their second team, and then oh. they haven't texted me back since that fourth match. Drop their receipts. So, <laughs> and yeah, follow-up yeah, question, they, they, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers yeah. now? Yes. Same as before. Mr. Uh, Media, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You can't, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't blame, you can't blame Aaron Rodgers for a spineless front office. So we got we got our GM Joe Douglas, Robert Sala. I can't believe that they haven't fired Hackett. But again, spineless spineless bunch of folks. Um, Is Hackett not getting a world. fair shake with Rogers not playing this season though? Oh my goodness! Um, I I I think that Hackett is getting his fair shake. We we saw what happened last year with uh, with Russell Wilson and the Broncos, which has been repeated a little bit this year too. Um, but two years back to back. Um, if we're with NBA Jam rules, we'll give him one more year to heat up, and and uh, if he performs that way again, then he's out. Do you see Do you see Sala as a future of this franchise? Do you think that he is a coach? Has he shown any any kind of grit in that he will will a team to win? Because I personally I am not. He can grow a great would, beard in a week and a half, but that's about all I've seen out of Sala this season. What what I think we're missing out of Robert Sala is, do y'all remember when he was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers and he had a guy that was on that staff specifically to hold him back from running yes. onto the field? He, he had his own big dom? That. Yes. He doesn't He doesn't have that in Florham Park, and that's what I think we need to bring in. You're right. He's got an entire team that will hold him back now, <laughs> is in my opinion. <laughs> Say what you will about Robert Sala. I would argue shiniest head in the NFL. Oh, without a doubt. He gets that thing. I have a I believe I have another friend in my life that's a Jets fan that wants to call in later today. Shiniest head in my life. I'll tell you. I mean, my goodness, it looks like a second sun. But uh, you know, you have inspired me, Carlson. Uh, here's what I got for today. Uh, it's a nice little six point teaser. I'm gonna take Kansas State up to three plus three. And you know what? The Cleveland Browns to just win by at one and a half points. You've really inspired me in this one. You can get that at minus one ten. Uh, on uh, yeah. most of your betting platforms. If you need a bookie, hit my line. I can get you a $100 free play. Don't know how legal that is. But, uh, you know, uh, thank you for calling in, sir. Uh, you, we, we appreciate the Jets talk. Yep, appreciate y'all for hearing me out. Well, we appreciate it, Christian. We're right here up against the break. Michael, I see you on the line here. We've got another Jets fan calling in. It's, uh, it's a pity party here on 102.7. We'll be back in just a minute for more Jets talk And, uh, yeah, please don't go anywhere. Please call in. Please text in. It's 512-834-1027. The Kid Cresta will take your call. We're back on ESPN Radio 1027 Austin here. I'm Sawyer. He's Jack. Uh, Like R.E.M. says, everybody hurts, especially lifelong Jets fans. I believe we got another caller on the line. We have Michael calling from Houston to tell us about his Jets fandom. Michael, you are on 1027 ESPN here in Austin having me it's good to get to commiserate with some other jets fans yeah michael now what uh what is it that drew you to the jets uh being that uh we live in the great state of texas and there are a lot of good football teams to root for here uh well you know i was a young kid living up north my grandma took me to two games every single year it was a steelers game and a jets game every single year we go to the steelers game in the middle of the winter 
and then we go to the Jets game at the beginning of the season. And New York uh, in September is way more fun than Pittsburgh in uh, November. I don't know if you know how weather works. <laughs> but uh, uh, We're a sports it's, show, it's, not weathermen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's way, way, way more fun, you know. You cannot sit on that cold bench and everything. And, you know, it was, it was a really fun time. You know, I got to go to New York and... Herm Edwards was the coach. That was really cool. He was like a young black kid. There weren't a lot of black coaches. That was really cool to see. And uh, it was just awesome. You know, it was a really good time. They weren't that bad. If you look at it, they won their division quite a bit throughout mm-hmm. the, you know, the 2010s. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Rex Ryan. Competitive in the early 2000s. Mark yeah. Sanchez beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. Not Mark, uh, the Jets are the only team that has beaten prime, uh, prime Tom Brady, prime... Philip Rivers, prime Peyton Manning, and prime Ben Roethlisberger all uh, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's not a horrible team. It's not like the Texans, you know, with that right, jockstrap no. logo. And, all right, no. you know, Gary Kubiak has been your best coach. You know, it's, it's not, you know, a laughable franchise that has high school uniforms. You know, it's, it's, it's a serious franchise. It just has some bad luck. That's all. Bad yeah, luck. I will not tolerate any shab slander. Yeah, or Kubiak. Super Bowl winning coach, Gary Kubiak. Oh. Um, well, now, uh, Michael, uh, what do you think the Jets need to do today to beat this uh, incredibly hot Cleveland Browns team? Um, well, I think they should go out there, and everything that they've done before, they should do the opposite. Okay. Um, you know, if I, was, if I was playing, I would simply score more points than the other team. I think that's the best way to win a game. Um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe get Zach Wilson LASIK. Has anyone thought that maybe he can't <laughs> see? That might be the problem. I mean... Plays as if he's playing a different game. Maybe that, yeah. he thinks he's still doing lacrosse. I'm not sure. Uh, That's what, a good coaching strategy. Yeah. Just, what about if you're Robert Sala? Say go full Costanza. Whatever you think is the good idea, do the, do exact, the exact opposite. opposite. And then maybe the Jets That's would exactly win some games. What we need to have. Do you think Zach Wilson would play better or worse if uh, the Jets organization fired all their cheerleaders and hired all of Zach Wilson's mom's friends? <laughs> would he be distracted, or I would he have something to play for? Remember when uh, Taylor Swift showed up to that game? Yes. And uh, he just played lights out? He cooked. Yeah, you're right. That was probably yeah, the best we've seen Zach, Zach Wilson, aside from when they played the Texans. Um, but yeah, yeah you're on some... the coach, if I saw that, I would have been hiring every skinny white woman in America and just say, get on the sideline, help Zach out. But they didn't do that. But, you know, what do I know? Now, uh, Michael, our last question, our last Jets caller, we, uh, we told him that one of the things we've seen is, uh, out of Robert Sala at least, is uh, shiniest head... And uh, all the NFL. Now, who has a more chrome dome? You or Robert Saw? I was defending your honor. I said one of the shiniest heads in all of Austin comedy here in Michael Day Day. Oh, man, let me tell you, Robert Sala is impressive, man. I mean, that guy, he must, he, he has to have one of those machines that you get under when you get at home. A little olive oil on top, you know. Scalp I mean, that man is glistening. Looks like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter every single time you see him. <laughs> someone's someone's on giving him the old uh, the bowling towel treatment in between uh, quarters there on the sideline with towel. It's got to. You can see the reflection in it, you know. Like, of his play call sheet. Maybe that's why the Jets are playing so bad. <laughs> the ref- it's reflective. It's, yeah, yeah it. they, they don't even need yeah. to steal signs in New York. They can just read it off of that head. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Michael, thank you for calling in and talking to us about the Jets. We really appreciate it. I hope you have a great of rest course. of your day. Thank uh, you. thank and you. best of luck to your Jets later. I have the Browns minus one and a half uh, on a little teaser. But, you know, best of luck to those Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. That's what I hope they lose, too. Let's get let's get Caleb Williams. Have a good one. There we go. See you, Michael. Thank you. You hear that? The Jets are out on all their quarterback. They don't even want Rodgers next year, apparently. They're looking for Caleb Williams. <laughs> That's my favorite NFL draft moment. <laughs> it's hard to spell. It is. It is. It's only one vowel and a couple of consonants. Um, Sorry, Tony Richardson. Three-time Pro Bowl selection. Three pro- Who did they take with that pick? Let's see. It's the third-round pick. Oh, that stud. Of course I remember him. Holy well, when, when that's the start to your career, it's you're probably not going to yeah, have. You don't know what team you're going to You're not hopeful. On. But we got another caller on the line. Sean, yeah. Sean, you're going to help us out with uh, maybe making some better decisions with our lives. Because you have some alternatives uh, to watching this Jets game. Is that correct, Sean? Uh, yes, I do, fellas. And first of all, good job, Sawyer. And happy Jack Farrell, man, following you from the other place. Man. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks so much. Thank hey, you, sir. If you get a nickname, it bl- sticks. Hey, I was I was one of the blitzers, of course. So. Oh, we love it. All right, what do you got for us? Well, please give me an idea so I don't have to watch this right. gutter of a football well, game. Number one, number one, as a Spurs fan, I got to keep watching to make sure the Pistons lose so it doesn't help. You know, they got the Celtics on NBA TV, so we can watch that to make sure their record goes so it can help. <laughs> Nationally Spurs televised. Bad season. Got the Spurs. Also, you got. Probably the bowl game of the day, Arizona-Oklahoma, the team yeah. leaving the Big 12, the team coming into the Big 12. That's I mean, right. The Arizonas yeah, are coming to the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They're coming to the Big 12. And, of course, we get to see them eat the Pop-Tart at the beginning of the Jets game. You get the Kansas State-North Carolina. Uh, State they're eating it at the beginning of the game? Well, no, no. It'll be at the beginning of the Jets game. It'll be around the end gotcha. of the of, because and that pop tart will go down. So yeah, you you get to watch that pop tart. So pop tart bowl at four forty five. Yeah, you don't. You're so proud. Seven fifteen, seven thirty. It'll be over. They'll get to eat the pop tart. They'll they'll get to destroy it and nail it down. You don't. And then you got Oklahoma, Arizona coming right after that. And you get to watch Boston beat up on Detroit and feel things. So hey, you don't have to suffer through this depressing Jets. I mean. Joe Flacco game, which Joe Flacco is probably going to beat him by by three. Okay, he's back. That. All right, yeah. by three. And, I like that. Al Michaels, Al, Mi- Al Michaels will have him because remember the beginning of the year he had him in Veteran Stadium, so he's going to have him playing at Old Cleveland Stadium tonight. I think. All right, uh, <laughs> you saw, Sean. You said you're a Spurs fan. I want to get your thoughts. What's what's going wrong? Why are the Spurs only four and twenty five as they get the most legendary prospect in maybe the history of the sport? Well, I think. They don't have much around him. They don't have much around him. And the guys, the guys that they do have around him, they, uh, you know, they, they basically are trying to, they're not getting him to do what he needs to do to develop. And Pop did say after the last game, he kind of said some heads are going to roll. And I think he was going after, uh, well, he was kind of one of them, which is Jeremy Sohan. I think mm-hmm. you guys or somebody mentioned that yesterday. I mean, Sohan trying to be a point guard who's he's he's not, not a point, a point guard. guard. No, he's not a point guard. He doesn't have the point guard skills. He doesn't have the vision for point guard. I think he could be a good player. He's a very good defender, but I just, uh, I'm out on the point guard experiment. I think you have Trey Jones sitting there on the bench who can run the show. Yeah. 
Yeah, let Trey Jones is the future as a point guard. He let him develop. Let Sohan go into it. Let him be a two guard, and then you know start building for the future. You got all these draft picks. If you have to, you know, do what you got to do this year and start, and then trade and get maybe a couple of you know not ten year veterans, but a couple three or four year veterans to you know kind of mentor. Kind of the way you had Robinson mentoring Duncan when mm-hmm. he came in. Yeah. When they brought Robinson in, they had guys like Terry Cummings and and those guys around to mentor him and Sean Elliott. You know, Tim Duncan mentoring Manu and uh, you know and Tony, and then same thing with Kawhi Leonard before he went on and became Kawhi Leonard and all that Hello. other stuff. But yeah. Well, Sean, we appreciate your call. Love getting some thoughts on the Spurs, and thank you for educating us yeah, on what you. we can do to for keep help. our eyes off yeah. of some Thursday oh, night football. Of a trash bowl. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> you have a good day, Sean. All right, we got a. Uh, we're up against a break here. We're uh, we got our last segment of the day coming up. Uh, Fifteen more minutes of show. We got hockey coming up. A little hockey. There fourteen little, games uh, last night. A little basketball to tease. Some other alternatives to uh, this. The butt bowl. The Joe Flacco bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also want to tease our show tomorrow. Going to be heavy CFP. Yes. Heavy New Year's Six. Uh, obviously, got a lot of Texas to talk about. Uh, Texas Longhorn women getting a big win in the. Uh, Basketball last night. Hey, we always love when the burn orange wins. Yep, there's the you know that non-conference women's schedule is even more brutal than the non-conference men's in terms of uh, just beatdowns left yeah. and right. They played Jackson State uh, the other day, Texas with the big win. But we got more on the other side. This is two guys on sports. It's uh, Jack. It is Sawyer. It is ESPN. Two guys on sports here. Uh, I'm sitting across from Jack. You got Sawyer here. 1027 ESPN Radio Austin. A little strokes to end off our day here in the last segment. Putting a bow on it. I know. I thought you were about to play 1251 at 1251. That would have been... My mind would have explained. I I can do that in two minutes. Yeah, well, you know, at this point, we're just an alternative rock, two guys talking sports station. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to tie in all our music to the show today, and I would say it's... Pretty hard to explain. Oh, look at you! Thursday night uh, schedule this year. Yeah, it's very hard to explain. And it it, now hard to explain why you should watch too. But that's a good point. We got other. We do have other stuff. Sean helped us out with that. Uh, I do want to maybe hit some NBA. Not a lot to talk about. Rockets got boat race last night. Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. after uh, a couple stories came out that he was a malcontent in Phoenix. Says he's been a malcontent lots of different places. Uh, Dropped a. Big triple-double. Had a great game against Houston last night. Apparently, Bradley Beal set to return as soon as this weekend. So maybe that Suns Big 3 will... Set to be out again in two weeks. Yes. We'll finally get off the ground. I don't think Bradley Beal's played 60 games in a season since pre-COVID. No. So that's just kind of who Bradley Beal is at this point. I like Brad Beal. Uh, I feel like he's kind of redundant. He just Mm -hmm. does everything that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker do, but like a step or two down. Down, yeah. So... I wouldn't have made that deal. Uh, But then maybe Miami would have traded for him. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but Kevin Durant bouncing back against my Rockets. Was that an advertisement from Kevin Durant to say, hey, come get me? Look what I can do. Look what I can do. May, I mean, maybe. Maybe he's setting it up for another uh, trade deadline mm. grumpiness. But Kevin Durant, a big game against the Rockets. Rockets uh, missing their key defensive cog in Dylan Brooks. Yes. Just didn't look good. But Shen Goon, if you like old school basketball, I'm going to press the Shen Goon button over and over. Great f- post footwork, mm. elite passer. Think of a baby Jokic, but uh, through three years or into his third season, um, Better, better numbers yeah. than than Jokic. More usage. Jokic yeah. was a uh, second round pick. Shangun was a top 
He was the 16th pick. I, I, I can only dream that there was a Taco Bell item being advertised as Shangoon was drafted too, you know? Just like Jokic, every time he goes off, the Quesarito makes a reappearance on the uh, Twitter timelines there. I love a Quesarito. Love a Taco Bell. They crush it with that one. But yeah, some just some good basketball on tonight. Uh, if you're if you're a league pass subscriber, or if you live in, a, in the neighborhood to get one of these teams, the Mavericks and the Timberwolves. That'll be a pretty good one. The Timberwolves mm-hmm. currently the one seed in the West. They got might a have the future on them to win the West. They don't quite have the best record in the NBA, but the best record in the West. Another really good one uh, to keep an eye on is the Pistons and the Celtics. Of uh-huh. course, a record-setting game potentially. And the Nuggets uh, take on John Morant and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, That's uh, fun. they're Record is deceptively bad. They're ten and nineteen, but but they are hot, 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 hot since John Moran has come back from his suspension. Did you where see he him do nothing. finger pistols and uh, pull out a bazooka in the last game he played? That's yeah. That's I guess who John Moran <laughs> is. I love a guy that doesn't learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah, you get suspended for twenty five games. You're like, I'm going to do the same stuff. Yeah, I'm playing I'm GTA exactly six early. Stuff. But uh, that'll be a fun one. Denver at home. Uh, we've talked about the, the Celtics and the Pistons a little bit. Uh, that's on national TV. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to watch an abomination against uh, against everything that is watch a tortured holy. man in Cade Cunningham, two and twenty eight are the Pistons on currently the longest losing streak in NBA history. And if you're uh, the technicality police, the process Sixers as a franchise lost twenty eight games in a row, but that was across multiple seasons. I don't mm-hmm. think that counts. So the Pistons uh, getting ready to tie history with their twenty eighth loss, even though they already have the longest losing streak mm-hmm. uh, in, in any way that counts. And the Boston Celtics are favored. Uh, by 16 and a half, and I believe that they may even sit Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and I would take Al Horford, Drew Holiday, yes. and Derek White yes. over this Pistons team anyway. I, Absolutely. On the road, in the garden, it's brutal, but I think for now we're going to go ahead and Sawyer say. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, Noah's out, so I'm going to try to do his get the puck out the way. We had 14 games last night. Starting off, the New Jersey Devils beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-3 to after a filthy coast-to-coast from Luke Hughes. Next, the Florida Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 in an old-fashioned Florida fistfight. The Toronto Maple Leafs fall to the Ottawa Senators 4-2. It was all home on the range for the New York Rangers, who crushed the Washington Capitals 5-1. The Boston Bruins bullied their way to a 4-1 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Back in New York, out on the island, the Pittsburgh Penguins hang a touchdown and an extra point on the Islanders, winning 7-0. Sebastian, surely a hoe, the way he passed the puck around, tallying three assists as the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Nashville Predators 5-2. The Dallas Stars fall to the St. Louis Blues 2-1. Nothing to see here. Please move along. Things get wild in Minnesota. Minnesota as the Detroit Red Wings give up four in the third, losing 6-2. to two. The Colorado Avalanche completely fell apart as the Phoenix Coyotes score four unanswered in the late 5-4 to four comeback win. The Chicago Blackhawks use their human surface-to-air missile Connor Bedard to shoot down the Winnipeg Jets 2-1 to one in a goalie showdown. Chris Dreiger of the Seattle Kraken stops. 37 out of 38 shots to help his team defeat the Calgary Flames 2-1. to one. The Ducks have dropped the mighty, but the play disagrees as they slay the Vegas Golden Knights 5-2. to two. Lastly, out in L.A., man, the Kings, like, totally win 5-1 to one over the San Jose Sharks, man. And that is get the puck out the way. Anyway, Haler. Oh, thanks. You sounded like Chris Berman. Hey, I was trying, you know. He's a hero. Can I hear a whoop? Whoop! That was good. Didn't he retire? He retired. And he came back, man. Watch yeah, he's him. back. He still does that, that fastest uh, minute. That Josh Hamilton home run with Berman, the the back, derby, back, 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 back. the the home run derby that Josh Hamilton didn't win. But but <laughs> but still exciting call there. God, I love a home run derby. Uh-huh. There's nothing like a home run derby. 
That's, yeah, that's what is. baseball should be. It is. It's, it's always fun. It's very fun. Uh, keep juicing the balls. The Astros are going down to uh, Mexico City to play the Colorado Rockies this uh, early in the spring. Jordan Alvarez is going to hit a 500-foot home run. And I want to be there to see it happen. Mexico City, electric Extremely place high to be. Uh, yeah, it's higher than Denver. Yeah. It was cold in the summer. Went there for our fantasy football draft this year. Great time. great. Shout out to my guy, Juan Ortiz. Help me get some tickets, bud. But yep, baseball season. Not a lot of baseball has maybe the most boring off season. Yeah, I saw today Yamamoto. Boring. Yamamoto did say he was going to the Dodgers regardless of if Otani had gone. Um, well, that's I great get to it, hear. man. I would love living in LA too, um, but enjoy paying all those taxes. Um, I'm going to be watching a lot of college baseball. That's yes. all I know. Oh, I'm addicted to Longhorns baseball. Three dollars for a ticket. Beers Fantastic. are half price before the national anthem. What a time! Got the worst sunburn I've ever had in my entire life at a baseball field. Oh yeah. My girlfriend still makes fun of me for it. There you go. But uh, a lot of great memories at the dish. Got Tanner Witt coming back, and I uh-huh. uh, got LBJ, LeBaron. Uh, yes. Should have a pretty damn solid pitching attack for the Texas Longhorns, but that's several months away. Yeah, we're, it can't come soon enough. Though. I was uh, my, my One of my best Texas fan claims to fame is I was at the B.C., uh, the longest game in college baseball oh, history, yeah? like 25 inning. Holy moly. <laughs> that was nine, dude. I was, was that, there for like was 22 say, is innings. That where you got the bad uh No, summer. it was nighttime. Yeah, by the time the game That was up. a great game. Austin Wood was a closer, and he came in and he threw like 13 innings. <laughs> I will say, the one thing I really look forward to now with the Texas Longhorns baseball is when uh, the real home team of Dishfault comes in and the Texas State Bobcats give them the old right there, Fred. Me, yeah. oh my. That was such a funny like Twitter thing from last year. Because uh, Texas and Texas State played a two-game yeah, they, Tuesday the home Wednesday and home. series. Yeah. And they split it. They always do. They always, Texas, Texas a good baseball owns team. us in San Marcos. I'll give them that. But, I mean, Remember that was when, electric when Texas State took down the number one Longhorns, hit them with a mean horns down. Don't do that. That's not cool. We don't want to do that. I'm fine with horns down. Right, I've right, never right, been a, a big. Cares. Yeah. I thought we it was corny the way yeah. we handled it. Dio flashes Virginia. it up and down. Ronnie James all the time. It's how you ward off the evil eye. I thought you should be putting the horns down. The sometimes. coolest thing when Anthony Hill got that big, uh, either big tackle or big sack against Alabama, he went right up to the Alabama you know, sideline uh. and gave him a big horns down. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, talk talk your talk. I'm going to you know play on the field. I, uh, you can have horns down. I think it's goofy when yeah. fans do it. Like, like there was horns down at the Duke's Mayo Bowl for West Virginia. What are you doing? Yeah. You're not playing us. Yeah, Arkansas. Matt those Brown's horns been down. gone for a while. Yeah, I just uh, I don't get it. I don't care. They well, hate us. Do the they horns hate down. Uh, I, I love. We're like the only team that has a legitimate hand sign. I know t- some teams have that. You got the the V for victory the U of for H USC. One's pretty fun. I feel like any team that's the Cats does no, either that the or Bobcats this. out here. We're stealing Texas State too. has the good Texas. We're stealing. I like that. We're stealing too. We're kind of taking the Raiders. Guns up, guns, guns down, down, baby. Yeah. Throw throw a tortilla at me. But uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap up the show here. We're snuck up on me right up against the clock. Do you want to tease a couple things? Uh, we got one more show for you before the new year tomorrow. We're gonna do some heavy college football playoff. We'll take you through the rest of the sports. We're definitely going to talk about whatever happens. Yes. Uh, tonight. <laughs> is Joe Flacco going to set some sort of record tonight? Uh, probably not, right, but it would no, be pretty funny see. if he did. Yeah, 500 yards. So are you got anything for us uh, to close out? Uh, No, I mean, uh, Cap City Comedy is doing their year-end review show this Saturday. Uh, come watch uh, 50 of the Funniest Comics in Austin Roast 2023. Alright, that's, uh, that's a great shout-out. Yeah. Sell some tickets, uh, get out there, laugh at some jokes. Uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off uh, here on 102.7 Let's ESPN. Let's go have some Pop-Tarts. Yeah, we're going to eat some Pop-Tarts. Uh, strawberry Frosted, if you didn't see. Uh, there will be an edible, a semi-edible Pop-Tart mascot here for that bowl game. 
Should be a good one. Good slate of bowls. Bad slate of NFL. Uh, there's always a million NBA games on uh, to watch. I would say that that Mavs one's pretty juicy mm-hmm. here tonight against the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards back to back. I like the Wolves. But yeah, so that'll do it for us. My name is Jack. That's Sawyer. We will have more for you tomorrow. It might be a two-man show. We might have Todd in the building. We might try Let's to get see. old Chris get well, Todd. Maybe Chris, hang around. But that'll do it uh, for us. We're going to go ahead and do some Sugar Bowl stuff tomorrow. We've got lots of Texas, lots of predictions, lots of preview. It'll be a good one. You don't want to miss it. This is Two Guys on Sports. Until tomorrow. 